Hey, what's cracking crabs? It's me, James. This, welcome to You Should Play This Game. What's up, oh Al? My, uh, the, the only thing that I got cracking is my neck because I just popped it. Um, but other than that, uh, just just hanging out, just chilling, just being a g -g 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 gamer. Is your neck okay? Because that doesn't sound very good. Yeah, no, I, I, it, it's, it's chill. I do that all the time. Okay, that's fair. Game real elite skills. It's that that extra strat. You you pop your neck and then you like hyper focus. I believe you. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking it's, about. It's the it's the anime intimidation tactic. You like crack gotcha, your neck and then gotcha. you're like ready to get in there. You know. Well, to be fair, I'm I'm not really an elite gamer myself, okay. so you know I haven't quite gotten there yet. Um, and w one other way I could prove that today is I'm kind of cheating a little bit. And I'm sorry mm. about that. I apologize mostly to you, but also to our that? listeners. Yeah, I'm I another podcast with another host. No. Oh, OK, cool. No. no what? No, don't. That's not right. that can't be it. Mm. I'm just I'm just <laughs> hopping on the microphone with Pizza Hut a lot. You don't understand. Hey. You can tell me as long as it's like consensual and I know what's going on. I'm not going to get upset, but Pizza Hut is disgusting. You should switch to Domino's. Yeah, it may actually be more embarrassing to tell you that I go to Pizza Hut ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, the 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 reason this is a little bit of a it's it's not quite above board here is this game that I'm about to talk about. It doesn't technically exist yet mm. it's not out yet but the demo for it just dropped today um in fact just like midday today oh wow um it, it's october 3rd as we're recording this it just dropped uh it's going to be available until the 16th of october um so by the time this episode comes out there'll still be i think a little less than a week uh, for everyone listening to go check it out for themselves and i highly 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 recommend you do the game I'm going to talk about is an indie game, an indie video game uh, that's been in development for a little bit. Um, and I just it's so adorable. I think you're going to love it. I'm curious. You've piqued a lot of my interest. Yes. This game is called Another Crab's Treasure. I I was literally just looking at this earlier today. <laughs> I have been wanting to check this out. I like the look of this game. It's the the little the souls like crab game, right? Yes, exactly. It is. It, you you pretty much just summarize the whole dang thing. I, mean, I have a lot more written down here, but that's <laughs> what it is. Um, yeah, it's made by it made and published by Agro Crab. Uh, which is a newer studio a in Seattle studio name, by the way, fantastic. I earlier. Mm -hmm. As soon as I saw agro crab, I was like, that's beautiful. I love that. Absolutely. The, the name, the vibe, if you check out their website or their ex, uh, formerly known as Twitter account thing, anything like that, they keep it very consistent. They keep it very, you know, modern kind of almost Gen Z energy. Um, very, very, relatable is always a weird term to use when you're talking about companies on the internet. Cause it's a little, mm, that's you're a corporation. You're not a person. Um, yeah. but as, as far as that can go, the, the agro crab team keeps it real. Um, I think it's just 12 people too. I looked on their website. They only have okay. 12 folks, uh, listed as staff. So this is 
fairly indie as far as that goes. Um, the team has made one other game uh, called Going Under, uh, which came out in 2020. Oh, I remember that game. I think I, that game sounds really familiar. Hold on. Yeah, that game is uh, criminally underrated, actually. Yeah, I have that game. I own that game. I have not played it. You should play that, too. I may talk about it later if you if you don't get around to it. Um, yeah, to, to quickly summarize that, because that game kind of sets the 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 vibe for how this one feels as well and how, kind of how the whole company operates and presents itself. Uh, it's a cute little it's a very round, very colorful roguelike game uh, that pokes fun at modern tech startups and work culture in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very creative. Uh, it has it. Uh, you're you're going down and exploring the basement of this tech company that you just got hired at to kind of weed out all these goblins and creatures underneath. Uh, it, it's very charming. It's very well written, and it, it's very fun to pick up and play. Um, and it is criminally overshadowed by Hades that came out just a little bit later than uh, it and yeah. completely blew it out of the water. I played a bunch of Hades and I never ended up getting around to playing that game. It looked really cute though, and I really wanted to. I just haven't gotten a chance to to check it out. It is. But it's very cute. I'm look at it. I'm definitely playing another Crab's treasure, treasure though, because like everything about it has just struck me with like so much glee. It is. It is very adorable. Yeah, absolutely. Just like going under uh, another Crab's treasure is adorable, and it's absolutely gorgeous. You play the game as a hermit crab, I think named Krill with one L, who is trying to buy back their repossessed shell, which I only <laughs> learned. That's not, I think, a thing in the demo at all. That's just okay. the description on the Steam page. I, okay. I didn't realize that until writing this up. Um, but as you're doing that, you're going around and clearing the ocean of capital G gunk, which is just, you know, pollution. Yeah. There's there's something going on with it. It affects all the, the enemies and bosses. Uh, you are exploring, fighting, grabbing different shells and wearing them and just generally discovering what's going on down here in this somewhat polluted ocean. The game is colorful. It is detailed. It is blue. Everything is underwater and it, it has that feeling to it. Everything you do leaves a little bubble trail or has this sort of watery floaty movement, which I know in games that comes with a lot of hesitation because there are a lot of water levels that are infamous for being terrible, having terrible sluggy controls and being awful to navigate. That's not this game. Good. I mean, you're built to like exist in the water. So that makes sense. Yeah, Um, exactly. You could kind of take away if you took all just the mechanics of it and took away all the trappings of the story and things, you wouldn't necessarily know that it was supposed to be underwater. You're just kind of jumping around all floaty like. Um, okay. in in this environment but i, I do have one quick question you yeah. said it's very blue is it more daba d or daba die uh well you daba die a lot in this <laughs> game so i hey. would say that one all right cool yeah absolutely um but it's it's very even though it's a difficult game it's very beautiful and approachable the music also makes it sound like they asked the artist to just make a whole soundtrack that sounds like underwater world themes, but they, you know, expand on that. They, they grow it out. It's very mm-hmm. relaxing and pleasant to listen to, except mm-hmm. when it's not, you know, during a boss fight or a more intense section, but it's all good and it's all coherent and it's, it, it's a delightful soundtrack. It looks really, really cute. It looks really 
really good. I like the the stylization of it quite a bit. Um, I haven't gotten to listen to any of the, the music. I saw an announcement of one of the, the people that my girlfriend watches on YouTube saying that they were streaming it, uh, streaming the demo. And I immediately was like, I like that name. I like this image. I want to know more. Um, I, I love games set and silly, like, like a very serious style of game set in a silly, wacky, fun world of like, yes. yeah. Souls games usually are like very, very, pretty very highly serious very self-serious very like intense games and then being like yeah no you're just a little guy and you're gonna like run around and do some crazy stuff and you've you've got your little trash shell and you're trying to uh collect your repossessed shell is very it's just (laughs) funny i like i do like that yeah it's yeah it's it rides that line between cutesy and and fun and i think i've used the word approachable before but it's very Mm -hmm. much you know a, a game that appeals to a lot of people where the the sort of dark fantasy that comes with a souls like or even like the dark sci-fi that comes with a lot of them um mm-hmm. would normally not be as you know appealing to everyone but yeah. it still has that difficulty that you're looking for in a souls like game it's got the same tenant uh, like the core pillars of exploration combat that you you can't play it like a fast action game. You have to learn the rhythm of it. Like we've talked about before, yeah. Dark Souls games and things like that are just as much rhythm games as they are action RPGs. And this game is a little bit faster and snappier and smoother than a lot of other Souls likes, but not so much that it changes really the feel of the game. You still have to get a feel for parry timing and movement and how long between actions you have to wait before you can swing your sword again or do this other thing. Um, you have to be very aware of your environment. You have to be very aware of what enemies are nearby and what they can do, what their patterns are. And if there is, say, a crab across the map that has a little rubber band and toothpick bow and arrow that can shoot you from so, so many yards away that you would never see coming. You have to remember that and learn that for the next time after you die and come back, you can handle that a little bit better. Um, I certainly didn't, as as is always the case. I'm very, very bad at games like this. That doesn't stop it from being fun. Same this. uh, I'm very bad at Souls like games just in general, but I uh, I just make my girlfriend play them who Mm -hmm. she is very good at uh, these types of games. So this seems like another game that. I might pick up, play a little bit of, and then hand off to her and be like, okay, it's your turn to beat the game while I watch. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it does have accessibility options, and I I have a little bit more of that written down here. But yeah, Agro Crab, in in classic keeping with its sort of friendly, round and safe and fun for everyone appearance, Mm -hmm. they provide a lot of options so that you can still play the game even if you don't have it on the hardest difficulty that they uh, sort of prescribe for you. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't have all of that uh, enabled, it's it's a difficult game that is still rewarding no no matter what accessibility options you have set up for you. Neat. That's actually really exciting to to hear. I've that has been like a topic of debate in the, the games space for quite some time of like, should souls like yeah. or souls games have accessibility options and stuff like that. And yes, they uh, should. Yes, okay, they should. I, I will agree. Uh, I believe <laughs> that they should, but also 
I've been there. There have been so many different Souls like games, um, yeah. not made by uh, made by so many different indie studios, and I'm surprised that none of them have really had significant improvements in that space of like adding accessibility and adding adding this uh, access to more people, um, improving like, hey, this works regardless of what anyone says. We can do it and make it satisfying. We can do it and make it rewarding. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to see someone actually step up and like be like, yeah, we'll be the ones to do it and make it make it work because that's what we're here to do. That's that's really neat to hear. I'm actually quite excited to to see how this handles that, because like I said, I suck at these games. I really love Souls like games. I think they're very fun. I'm just not that great at them. I'm really good at other types of games. I'm great at rhythm games specifically, but for some reason, when it comes to souls like games that they just don't click with me, no matter how much I want to love them. Um, like one of my favorite games of all time is bloodborne. I yeah. suck so hard at that game. <laughs> I, I got okay. And I got pretty far, but it, it, I never got to the point to where I could consistently win. Um, right. So it, it, it's nice to see that there's, this is possibly one of those games that I could pick up and actually get to like enjoy myself in. Yeah. And I know to some extent that is a big part of the appeal for this style of game, the the difficulty in having to, to really Overcome. get things down. Yeah, yeah. Die a lot, learn a lot of things, patterns and, and have to really work to overcome whatever challenge. But at the end of the day, it literally doesn't hurt anything to make your game more playable by more people. Is it still fun? Is the metric you really should be going by? Am I yes. still having a good time? Do I still get dopamine? If yes, congrats, you did it. Exactly. There's there's some sort of imaginary badge of honor that I think a lot of people on Reddit like to wear for having beaten a <laughs> Dark Souls game. And I get that. I get the the need to feel like you accomplished something. But it doesn't affect your accomplishment if somebody else went and did it differently. You can still say to yourself, "Okay, well, I did it without needing any of those options or, hey, they had fun on their own terms or however else. It's it's none of your business. It's absolutely not. And this this game brings that home. It even has a little pop up when you bring up the accessibility menu where it's like, hey, basically, just don't be weird about this. It's we're we're making these options that everyone can play it and have fun and i don't know if you got a problem with that analyze that get some help get right with god whatever you got to do <laughs> it's it's genuinely only a good thing for games to have accessibility options in them yeah. uh things like reducing the amount of damage you take slowing down the game speed just a little bit so you can get a little bit more reaction time giving krill a gun things like that it can also die like that last one. Um, yes. Sorry, that fully caught me off guard. That's very funny, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, straight from the streets of Yarnum. We got we got mm-hmm. them guns. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I like that. And then also, like, I don't know. That just that just makes me happy because I have a lot of friends who who like souls like games, but struggle because they've got a disability, like a physical disability or something along those lines. And it, it gets kind of disheartening to hear people basically tell them like, oh, yeah, you are just fully excluded you don't get to you don't get to have fun with this this is just for me because you you your body basically said no um and that's man that's not what games are for 
Yeah. It's just not. Games are free to have fun. That's the point of the games. Exactly. And it, it goes even beyond the capabilities of your body, whatever you may have going on there. It's also yeah. just sometimes I'm an adult that doesn't have a lot of time to sink into learning a repetitive uh, boss fight over and over or get stuck on one issue because it's just a little bit too punishing. Sometimes I just want to move on from this and I'm not looking so much for the pleasure of beating my head against a brick wall <laughs> so hard that it finally breaks through. Sometimes I just want to go and find a door and open it and move on. Sometimes beating your head against a wall kind of doesn't get you anywhere, but it sounds like some of the, the accessibility settings, even like specifically the one about like slowing the game speed down just a little bit will help you learn those patterns and learn your timing a little bit better so that maybe, yeah, after a little bit, you're like, okay, cool. I think I have a good hang on this. Let me speed it back up. So yeah. that way I can like play at full speed. I, I am struggling with this one move set that this boss did. I slowed it down. I figured out what I was doing wrong. So now I can do it at full speed. That's really cool. I like that as an option. I mean, that's in every single rhythm game. And yeah, like rhythm it's, game I was thinking of Beat Saber as you explained yeah. that. You slow that down. You work through. You're like, oh, okay, cool. This actually moves in this way. And this flow is a little bit nicer. And now I can do this at 75% seed, 80% speed. 95% speed let's go full 100 and then yeah you're like okay cool I know this motion now and I'm good that's that's something in so many rhythm games you mentioned Beat Saber but it's been in like Guitar Hero it's in Osu it's in like so many other games of just like roll it back a little bit slow it down figure out your rhythm come back to it I like that this gives you an option like that uh, as an accessibility but also as like a, a, a learning tool because like these games are about learning a rhythm and a pattern and being able to fully like look at it and analyze what's going on only serves to help you in that goal that's really cool i like that yeah it it just genuinely makes sense for a game like this it's it's a legitimate way when the developers put something in to use it to understand or handle the game a little bit waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30 percent in 2023 if you're in a bind this tax season lifelock can help our u.s-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues and all lifelock plans are backed by the million dollar protection package so we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft help protect your information this tax season with lifelock save up to 25 percent your first year at lifelock.com aware crabs crabs so crab, crab, obviously crab 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 crab, crab. Crab demo, though, just for now. <laughs> a, a perfect rendition of Crab Ray for your listening enjoyment as we continue you, the episode. I'm glad you got that one, man. I, yeah, I, speaking of rhythm games, I can play Crab Rave so fast. Oh, absolutely. Um, A friend of mine has been trying to master Crab Rave on Beat Saber, actually, uh, for a while. It's so much fun to watch, but... That's it's not this game. Good, yeah, it's not, but it's such a good song. It's very fun on Beat Saber. I can play Expert Plus at max speed. I can't Incredible. combo it, but I'm I'm goaded with the sauce. So continue. <laughs> Worked <laughs> up, indeed. So the the sticking point of this episode in particular is that I can't recommend the whole game. It's not out yet. And there's going to be a lot more to it than what I experienced. So I can't give, you know, really a full picture of what the game is going to be about. But these episodes are kind of already 
short and sweet demos of the games we talk about anyway, just in a verbal form. And at the time we post this episode, it'll still be up for a few more days if you want to go try it out for yourself. And it's honestly, I think, a great indicator of what the full game is going to look like. Heck yeah. Uh, We typically don't recommend pre-ordering or anything like that, but I 1000% checking out free demos. Um, yes. and if you've played a demo and you like it, I feel like that's, that's a good enough thing to get to, to be willing to pre-order. At least that, that meets it for me. Your mileage may vary on what feels right for you, but as far as I'm concerned, if I can get through a demo and I feel like a game is really solid, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to throw some money their way if I'm still interested in buying the game. Yeah. And that being said even just the demo what it has now has a decent chunk of content in it definitely enough to give you a feel for how the game is going to be and it's already fascinating i enjoyed it so much just playing through the two little areas it gives you to start out Um, one of them is just the tutorial and then they have another i think it's a more fully fleshed out area in the game but it's just the one and you you have a pretty sudden start and stop to it but you can already tell The bones of a Souls-like game are there, but it's a very fresh take on the whole thing. A lot of the unique parts of this game come from the different shells you can collect, because you don't have your own shell as a hermit crab, but you can find all these bits of trash and junk scattered about the world that you can put on, use as a shell, and there are a lot of unique mechanics that come out of that. You can hide in your shell to avoid damage, your shell gets damaged instead. Um, shells also give you individual powers that they're they're called umami powers which is <laughs> great honestly yeah. um and they're they're basically the magic or special attack system you have so much of it that you can save up and you you use an amount of it to use like a special attack there are special attacks and powers that you can get regardless of your shell but then each shell has unique characteristics that give you a power And then they also have their own size, amount of damage they protect you from, health, things like that. And they are breakable. And they're they're actually pretty easily breakable, which is complemented by just the sheer number of them you can find just scattered across the ground. Um, It reminds me a lot, actually, of the durability system for weapons and shields in Breath of the Wild, the the Zelda game. Um, not so much Tears of the Kingdom, because we kind of talked about that, how they they took it and refined it in one direction mm-hmm. from Breath of the Wild. This game takes it and refines it in a different direction. It gives it a little more nuance and it irons out a lot of the kinks. It doesn't feel as frustrating when a shell breaks. It's faster and it's not a weapon, so it doesn't affect your attack power. And you're encouraged to use different ones on the fly more so than you are your different shields or things like that. Hmm. So it's it really doesn't matter that they break all that much because the game really, really fine tunes the experience of swapping out different shells, discovering all the different kinds of shells there are and Mm -hmm. using them to your advantage. Neat. Yeah. Another little thing I thought was interesting was actually the the items you get. You can equip, I think, three different items, but just a little quirk of how Agro Crab was creative with how they put this game together. You can't use those items if you don't have a shell. 
you there these items are called stowaways so the idea is they're you're stowing them away in or they're attached onto your shell and so not having any shell at all is not only dangerous and a bad thing a bad situation to be in because you don't have that layer of defense mm-hmm. but you also don't have all of the items you've attached to that so you're really mm. in a vulnerable spot which you know for a hermit crab in real life that would be a similar situation that that all works together to make that like oh this boss just broke my shield in one hit i am now scrambling to go find another one on the edge of the arena and i i loved that feeling of of very quickly being disarmed not of my weapon but just of my shell and then you have to make that decision well can i go a few more rounds here or do i have to duck out and go find something so that i'm not at a major disadvantage yeah, that's a that's really cool. I like that as a as a concept and that that makes play a lot more interesting, especially that that creates a a gameplay loop that has you finding new shells on a regular basis, as you were mentioning. That's like kind of core to being a hermit crab is you find new shells, you move through them. And I like that they were able to integrate the uh, that that part of being a little a little crab guy into actual gameplay and make that uh spicy and fun and like give you that vulnerability of being without a shell and like having to think about getting into combat where like oh can i take a couple of hits before my shell breaks or should i go find a new shell now like where am i at where where do i need to be what am i going into is this like more of a boss or am i just trying to get through this area real quick like that's that's a really neat concept i like that quite a bit yeah, exactly. There are different kinds of shells that have very different characteristics. Like if you have a a shot glass or some other glass options that you have available to you, it'll have very, very low health. But the power you can use uh, is very protective. It can kind of summon these glass shards that'll uh, fight back if you get hit. It'll it, It's basically like a thorns thing in video games where if you get okay. hit, you actually don't and they reel back and take some damage instead versus other shells where you can you know summon an army of bubbles that come up and pop and and do a little bit of damage over time to your opponent things Mm -hmm. like that there's a a twist bottle cap where you just spin around on the ground to make a little tornado (laughs) it there's all kinds of cute stuff like that it's great yeah i like that and again it it's another avenue for the developers to bring cuteness to this game because all these different powers are just kind of creative ways that trash thrown into the ocean could have a secondary use for this sort of fantasy action hermit crab fighter mm-hmm. yeah that's really neat i i like that quite a bit i like that as a as a concept especially for a game like this i think that fits very well i give a tiny little applaud to <laughs> the game developers for for pulling that together in such a creative way that's really neat i like that a lot yeah, absolutely. You can almost see the eleva- elevator pitch for the game as you're playing it because you can you can imagine someone going, hey, what if there was a video game where you were a hermit crab and you had to use different shells with different powers to protect yourself from combat? That That's such a simple premise and it feels like probably the only sentence they needed to get really interested <laughs> in creating this game. And then once they did, they built out the whole rest of the game around it. They took this Souls-like pattern. They they mixed it all together and they were really creative with it. And it's just so much fun to play. Uh, Exploring both of the environments and the demo were just so much fun. The combat, like we've talked about, 
it was punishing, but it's for the most part fair. The demo did have a couple little oddities, bugs, things like that, that made it just a little bit um, every once in a while you'd have one of those. OK, that one wasn't my fault. That was the game being weird uh, moments. But for one thing that didn't happen very often. And for another thing, it's the demo and they are actively yeah. taking feedback. They have a, a screen on the main menu of the game that is just, hey, give us your feedback. Tell you if you bumped into something. Tell us how it's feeling. And they are actively listening to it and making changes. I love that. Um, I bet that's part of, probably a large part of the reason why it's a, a limited time demo as well is because they want to be able to yes. get as much feedback and then actually like work on it instead of constantly chasing bugs for the next like six years. Get the feedback they need, work on a couple of bugs, maybe get back to another demo at a later date as they're getting mm-hmm. closer to launch because I saw it's coming out early 2024. Yes, I believe that's the the target. They haven't given a specific release yeah. date yet, I don't think, but yeah, early 2024. And in fact, you're you're dead on. I saw them online already actively fix one of the bugs that a lot of people encountered in the demo where you would clip weirdly through a rock and just get sent to crab hell and where just the Ooh. void underneath the level. And they already patched that out and are are working on, you know, making sure that stays. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm happy to hear that they are uh, making great strides towards getting, getting where they seem to want to be. And then also hopefully meeting that deadline. Cause I want to check out more of this game, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to have to download this and uh, get in it. Cause this sounds really, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and fun surprise at the end of the episode, as always, when it does come out, it'll be available on Game Pass. Yay! Yay! I, 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 that's always just like a fun little extra thing. Because yeah. I 1000% am going to grab it on Game Pass. I actually might purchase it as well, because I do like to do that. If if you do like a game on Game Pass enough, like consider kicking the person a couple extra bucks to to get... Uh, to just purchase a copy it supports your devs i I, they do get paid by microsoft but frequent times it's not as much as they would have made had they not done the game pass thing so if you if you got the funds it can be it can be kind of nice for a game dev to get just a little extra and then you also have like a copy that will never go away and stuff like that so not saying you gotta but check it out yeah it's recommended you know if a studio makes a game that you enjoy presumably they deserve money that's that's the generally how that development cycle works if you want them to keep making good games or keep updating the good game you're playing they need money to do that yes assuming that you have some money that you could toss their way it helps a lot yeah exactly but yeah the the full game they're planning to release it on steam and on the switch in addition to the game pass so whatever's easiest more convenient go ahead and check it out there it's the the demo was so much fun again depending on when you're listening to this it's a limited time it'll be available until the 16th of october this year so go grab it if you can if not keep an eye out for it when it releases in 2024 it was such a blast to play and that's it just in general that's why i think you should play this game it it just comes together in a really cute package that is deceptively difficult Hell yeah. I am definitely going to have to check this out. It sounds really neat. Uh, it it sounds like it's right up my alley. 
Um, and I really love the the idea that they have the accessibility features and a bunch of other stuff that I've been waiting to see a game like this play with. So I I'm definitely going to give them some support. Check it out in the demo, and then when I get a chance to, I will definitely pick it up for uh, either Game Pass or Steam, just to to make sure that they they get the support they need and they can get their units go- going through. Yeah, absolutely. And I think today, instead of plugging our X, the company formerly known as Twitter account, I'm going to go ahead and turn it around and actually say, if you're interested at all in this, go check out AgroCrab on Twitter. It's they're they're actively developing the game still. They're very much still taking in feedback and responses. And this is a perfect example of another one of those games where you can watch the process of it developing online. I've been following this. This is one of the games I have been good about following for a long time, (laughs) ever since Going Under was released. They have been sort of they've had this brewing and seeing that go from a concept to full demo and then soon after completion. It's so cool to see. So absolutely go wishlist this game on Steam. Give them a follow on Twitter. Go check out what they're posting on there. Uh, absolutely go give them your love. They deserve it. It's a great game and I look forward to playing it. Oh yeah. I, I look forward to checking it out as well. I can't wait to give it a shot whenever I get a chance. Um, and I'm definitely going to force a, a couple of people, uh, not just my girlfriend, but a, a couple of people to check <laughs> this out. Cause uh, I do know that uh, it sounds like it would be right up a couple of people's alley. And I want, I want to see, I want to see projects like this thrive. It's got a lot of stuff that I'm excited to see grow and move. Yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll all be waiting with bated breath until the the full release. Yes, of course. But until then, I've been James. I've been Allison. And we'll see you all. We won't see anyone. We'll hear. No, we won't hear anyone either. You'll hear us. We'll be around in the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we we will. We will be present in the next episode. Most likely, if it's not us, you're listening to the wrong podcast. You might want to check your RSS feed. I don't know if we even have one of those. Um, We do. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, You can tell which one of us handles that part. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, you might want to check that out or um, yeah, we, we might read your stuff if you like leave us a review or message us. But other than that, like, yeah, check us. uh, See you next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs)